Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So, hey, fuck it. We don't need an intro. We're just going live. We're just doing it. Fucking Should we whatever. make one up? <laughs> yeah, I made a killer <laughs> intro for tonight's show. You don't even know, man. It's oh. ki- it killer. It was the new season intro that was supposed to happen two episodes ago. But, you know, I'm busy and shit. So, I yeah, you. I was excited to debut it tonight. Uh, it's okay. Maybe it'll it'll finish uploading by the time we're done this episode. I'm joined by John Harvey. You know him best as the vocalist for Monster Truck. Uh, great to see you, John. And uh, just quickly off the top, I'll mention I've been very fortunate through my broadcasting career that, you know, I've been in some great cities at the right time. And I remember being in Hamilton working at Y108 when you guys won the Battle of the Bands. And then I remember, <laughs> you know, I just remember the EP, like the four or five song EP that you guys had. Like, I still have that CD somewhere here. Uh, and, and just remember seeing like this great, and then of course you guys took off to, to amazing things. Um, but then I moved on to Kingston and then I got to see a similar sort of evolving, uh, for the glorious sons as well. And that was like the last, like back to back radio gigs for me, man, was being in those cities at the right place at the right time, just to see the, uh, the evolution, man. So it's uh, cool to catch up with you all these years later, man. Cause that's like, that's like a decade ago. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. It's good yeah. Day, yeah. Dude. Yeah, absolutely, man. Happy season to you. I think we'll start the podcast quickly with um, my, I mean, listen, there's still a lot of time between now and it's October the 7th and Halloween, and there's still some more TV reports out there and more Haunted House live reports to do on television, but I think this one has to be my all-time favorite. Oh, stop. What? Oh, gosh! Wait, what? Are you getting all the clowns? Clownsy peanut butter? Oh my god, you made me drop my phone! Oh! You're the clown! Oh my gosh, stop it! You're gonna mess up my makeup! Oh my gosh! Thank you, Jesse! Hey, thank you. Hi! Have you any tickets? Have you any tickets then? Oh no, we're the news. <laughs> Excuse me for just a moment. Then. What does that mean? Where is your science homework? I didn't do it. What is that? All right, no, I don't want to do this, guys. Oh, God. Oh, no. That is uh, an unbeatable <laughs> amount of enthusiasm for a haunted house. I love right when there. she's like, oh, no, we're the news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Oh, oh no, yeah. honey. We're the news. Sorry. No, no. This is not acting. And when this she was surrounded act. by the clowns, it almost looked like something was like some something sinister was about to happen there. I don't know. Man, haunted houses always weird me out because of the live people that are running them. It's not the actual scares <laughs> or anything like that. It's like who's got the fucking time? I, <laughs> to, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, you can swear. Yeah, swear all you like, man. Yeah, okay, some fucking good. some fucking weirdo's been working on the corn maze since June. You know, like right. You got those three guys who've been working as carnies the whole year, and now they're at the haunted house, like touching people in the dark. Like, <laughs> what? But that's who gets those jobs, right? You're not gonna get. Who's gonna get that? It's seasonal work. 
Yeah. Uh, and well, it's the same guys as the elves at the at the shopping mall. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, listen, they're having enough time filling positions at restaurants now. I right? mean, I mean, like trying to fill like you know carnival positions. That's got to be even a harder grind right now. I do not want to be an HR person for a haunted house or for a carnival. No, because yeah, like like I said. These aren't these aren't the shining stars of humanity of society that are that are going in here to tickle people and haunted <laughs> <laughs> to tickle people. <laughs> well, that's what it is, man. I remember being a kid and like you go in a haunted head and grab you from behind. It's like that would be assault now. You know? Oh like, yeah, absolutely. I don't think yeah. they're allowed to touch anymore, especially with COVID or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, well, I mean like I guess a haunted house, it doesn't even have the same thing. Like I remember when I was a kid, you go to a haunted house and you'd like, they'd stick your hands in this jar and it'd be like, Oh, that's brains. And you can't do that anymore. No, no brains. Brains are off the menu. But like the whole thing is too, like think about all these places. Like the, (laughs) I remember I've been to Niagara Falls a few times during COVID, like periodically just because it's fun. And, and uh, it's, it was really creepy for a while when there was no one there. But what do they do with zombie attack? Like, there's this zombie attack thing where you go in, it's like a haunted house, and it's literally about zombies attacking you. So, like, COVID is telling you, like, that's got to be canceled. Like, zombie attack has got to be taken off the off the entire boardwalk. Board it up. It's it's just too offensive. It's too divisive in these times. Well, no, there's too many people touching each other at once. Zombies attacking packs, bro. And that's not yeah. COVID compliant. Yeah, there's one thing we've learned from television and movies: is that there's right. nothing COVID compliant about zombies. No, if there's one. If there's one, there's fifty. They're like ants or roaches. Yeah, there, there was another. There was another video I wanted to show off the top here, uh, John. But unfortunately, the video I don't know. It doesn't work. It got. It gets all distorted. But it's the video of a woman who lost her eye, unfortunately. Um, and, uh, and then was show it's on TikTok. Of course I haven't, listen, man, I avoided TikTok forever. I'm on <laughs> fucking TikTok now. I'm on TikTok because of this lady. And, and she, she takes her, she, she takes her orifice right. and she, she can blow candles out with it. That's insane. She can blow air pressure through her old eye or through her eye socket where her eye used to be. Here's a still photo of it because the video is distorted. I wish I could show it. It's because it's TikTok and it's like whatever. Oh, Anyways, yeah. Yes, the, the, yes. the frame or whatever. Here it is. There's a still photo. Uh, it's just it's horrific. It's it absolutely looks, horrific. It's a butthole, right? Like well, in every yeah. way. And where where is this air coming from? Like where where does your nose get connected to your eye socket? Is it just like open passages inside your skull that we don't know about? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, to me, that's not physics. That's not even science. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a case. I, that's a case against science, right there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it's a it's a it's why, why isn't this being like, investigated more on a medical level? That's what I'd like because to know. they know they know already. They know that you can blow air your ears and everything else. They're like, guys, calm down. We're doctors. <laughs> We've seen crazy stuff. We've seen people blow, people blow ping pong balls and like <laughs> balance them or whatever. <laughs> yeah. oh that's a, that's what you should do next that, yeah if you've been to a strip club and you've seen the ping pong show the ping pong ball show then this ain't nothing this is this is this is, this is your rodeo right yeah you can blow air to anywhere i mean now that we know yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh what so you're just outside of a studio tonight what mm-hmm. do you like what's going on uh can you talk about what you're up to or 
I'm just recording. I got a project going right now called Vicious Beast. It's like a little more punk and a little bit more um, sleazy than, say, uh, Monster Trucks, Southern Rock, uh, Hospitality, we'll say. But yeah, it's it's a little bit more punk and a little more, uh, I don't know, I, f- I was feeling it. So I wrote a bunch of songs and I'm working on my second EP now and uh, soon to be released and toured and everything else. So you'll hear about it. But yeah, just uh, just working, trying to stay busy and happy and like creatively satisfied. Yeah, so I think that's the hardest thing in this day and age, uh, in the, especially when you're in my position where you make money with music, uh, just to stay feeling like you're making something. Yeah, you know that's a little bit more important than whatever money you're gonna make. You know. Yeah, I, I understand that. Uh, you know, even even when it comes to to uh, you know stand up comedy or to you know broadcast, doing the radio show or doing this podcast or anything like that, you want to feel like you've put time and energy into something that you've crafted. The craft, something yeah, that you love. Right? Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, and uh, and heck, that's why I do stand up comedy. That's why I have a podcast. That's why I do it in eight different shades. You know, uh, right. and, and yeah. Got- yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's like way you kind of have to do it is to keep yourself interested in just what you do. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been really fun. I've it's been it's been uh, really a, a lot different experience in Monster Truck. It's a lot less. Uh, there's a lot less studio magic. Okay, <laughs> and a lot magic. Less things, well, you know what I mean. There's a lot less things like we're not editing vocals and we're not doing things that you would do for a radio song or things yeah. like that. We're just trying to have fun and get in there. And we work for a few hours a day, and then we listen. And we listen for a couple of days sometimes, or we listen for the rest of the day, and then go back in and do a couple hours and work less and think more. <laughs> yeah, right on. And I saw you were, you've been, you've been out, though. Like, I mean, it's such a cliche question to ask, but, like, so how is your pandemic? But oh. I imagine, like, a lot of musicians, touring musicians, it was friggin' awful. I think that's a standard answer for a lot of people. But... Uh, I yeah. saw you. I saw you were. Uh, what, was it Truro, Nova Scotia? There was, you know, there's been shows to be had. It must feel good. Good, good release. Yeah, man, it's been great. We played a few this year. Uh, Truro was awesome. Truro was like the Canadian rock festival to end all Canadian rock festivals. Like every band, it's like this is the time to go see a Canadian rock festival because every Canadian band you want to see, yeah, can only play in Canada, pretty much. Like I don't know how many bands. I don't really know any bands yet that have gone overseas, a couple of American bands, but I don't know any Canadian bands that have gone overseas yet. And it's just like, man, this is the time. So this Truro Festival basically had everybody. I mean, the headliners like Arlie Peace and Billy Talent, like, you know, it was yeah. like big record. It was every Canadian band you could have thought of. So we went out and had a really good time out there. Uh, and then uh, we played in Muskoka. We played a Muskoka Festival. It was their first year. It was really fun. And then we have a tour coming up at Big Rec in November. So good to be back. And yeah. it feels nice to not felt like I wasted my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, shit. What do you, we what do so you hard, mean? Right? Hey, man, we yeah. were working really hard and we were used to working. And and then all of a sudden we weren't allowed to work anymore. Yeah. And we weren't allowed to complain about that. Uh, well, I mean, not that we wanted to either. I don't think, I don't know any musicians that were like, oh, this sucks. We can't play shows. I think all the musicians I know were like, well, let's see what happens. It's kind of easier to approach it that way than be like yeah. bitter about something you can't control. Yeah, yeah it was there, rough. Was, there was no musician protests out there. You know, it, it was a lot of a different crowd. That's how it goes, man. And, and and that's the way I think everyone kind of saw it was like, this is, um, this is like, I don't know, most people I know 
that were musicians that were in, like career musicians lost most of their money if they're touring right yeah, yeah. i mean all that's most of your money if you're in a working band especially like monster truck like we work man that's what we did so like when that went away it was just like oh shit shit you know and serve wasn't exactly the people are like oh but you had serve it's like mm -hmm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did we did well but but yeah i mean it's it's also i think like it's not just a financial thing though too like having oh. to just all of a sudden stop like that's a shock to the system when you're in that routine of album tour you know what i mean like the the cycle you know the record yeah. cycle you know well see the problem is i do focus on the financial because that's how we were raised but yeah. as as humans and capitalists but you're right the psychological part of it was much more difficult and i didn't realize that until a year and a half in when i'm like fuck like i don't even know how to do this anymore like what would even happen if someone said hey you want to play a show i'd be like i don't know and we did a couple of shows out of nowhere and it was just like, you know, it's like a whole different planet. Whereas before it was like six days a week. This is what I did for an hour and a half a night. And it's like, all of a sudden you're like, you know, a year and a half not doing that. So it, it takes, it takes a while to get back into it, but it's also like, there's a certain amount of, uh, I call them the good drugs. And I'm not really shy about saying it because you'd have to be crazy not to believe it, but being on stage in front of, a lot of people is the good drugs. It's what people try to do when they take Coke or when they, when they take other drugs to try and get that crazy high. That's what you get on stage in front of 10,000 people. I'm not kidding. And it's like, you chase that after you lose it. It sounds so dumb, but you get addicted to that, that feeling of not just like adrenaline and dopamine, but like acceptance, man. Like all these people are just looking at you like you rule and you're like, holy shit. And yeah. then that gets taken away from you. No matter what level you're at, if it's a hundred people, if it's five or six people. Oh shit, man! Doing a comedy club with thirty people, I, right? I'm stoked when I light the room up, man. Like yeah, that's man. that's where it's at. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? It's the, it's the good drugs. It's the ones that you can't explain, and they happen naturally, and they happen at moments. And it's like, I don't know, when you lose that, when when that when the possibility of that goes away, that does some psychological stuff to you. You know, yeah. it, it, for someone to say it didn't would be insane because that amount of dopamine and like serotonin and adrenaline getting pumped into your body every day and, and not having that is just like you know it's crazy it's, it's yeah yeah it's yeah wild. yeah yeah well i mean and i understand too like you know the the cliche of the you know the the 80s rock star that that is now you know uh you know intoxicated all the time or is always yeah. you know doing too much coke or too many drugs or whatever um, it's like, you know, the, the 80s rock star that's fallen from grace, you know, and it's like, I think that that's their coping with not getting that rush from the crowd, right? You know, 100%. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of these, you know, the party, the party cycle, right? These guys get hooked in drugs because, well, um, after the show, everyone's drinking. So you get super drunk and then you're too drunk. So you do a little blow and then eventually you're doing something to bring it back down. And then and yeah. that's why these guys got all screwed up. You yeah. Know? yeah. And like I never got that far down that road because I was never that hard of it. I drank booze and then passed out. Yeah, but yeah. uh <laughs> but like that that's why it happened. It's because you get such an intense high at the end of it that you're never gonna come down. And these guys are getting off stage and doing things to take them even higher. I mean shit, yeah. you're sleeping again, you know? Yeah, but yeah. that it, that's the vibe I think uh that people don't really understand is when you take that away from from a musician, that's why I think musicians have so much problems with mental health and things like that, is because you take that away. Uh, for any kind of period of time, right? Yeah, and then, yeah. but you don't take away the stress of the fact that they have to keep producing or it's over. 
So it's like, yeah, it's just, yeah. dude, I'm telling you, there, there's a million things that went through and, it, and the pandemic was hard on everyone. But like, I think most people I know came out fine. And it was all about, I think for me too, it was about finding your center, like who you are, where you want to be in the world and what's most important. Yeah, I think there's there's more people that I'm talking to now, at least. I mean, the shock of the first year was was something. But now that we're dragging it on, as pain, as, pain in the ass as it is to drag it on, uh, it's still like people are now starting to re refocus themselves and, and come out with a new approach on life. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's actually kind of nice and refreshing to uh, to see and hear. Um, oh, by the way, hey, listen, listen, the intro's done. It's ready. We want, do we want to watch the intro? Do we want to, this is the new, now we've elongated. Sure, we, yeah. All right. This is the new season two of big Chris live introduction clip. I'm in the lineup of Tim Hortons. Who's that guy with leopard print pants wearing a Civil War jacket? Oh, Rob it's, Baker. It's Rob Baker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the worst knockoff you've ever seen? There's a crazy uh, black and white <laughs> T-shirt. The horse had demon eyes, glowing red eyes, and it said Apple's Road. <laughs> it's like not even close. Even a fake concert T-shirt. But then the wish version of that. Hold her up to the camera just a little. There she is there. Look at that. Whoa. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. We'll hand her off. <laughs> that was fun. That was like that time when Michael Jackson had his baby at the balcony in the hotel. <laughs> <Over> the balcony. <laughs> I don't think any underwear could house that. Chris, you're the one with the dick. What do you do with it? I, listen, I don't have a dick like that, so I don't know what to do with a dick like that. Shit. You know what I would do, Melanie, if I had a dick like that? You know what I would do? It would be out. It would just be out all the time. And that, friends, is the new intro for the new season. There it is. It was like 15, 20 minutes later. <laughs> you still almost dropped your baby. I'll never forget that. I know, dude. That that uh, Honestly, my mom was so upset. She called me when she saw that clip or whatever. And uh, it was like, <laughs> people are going to call CAS on you. And I'm like, oh, no. my God. Um, update on that, by the way. Um, she is uh, just coming up on six months in a matter of days. And uh, she's at uh, the in-laws cottage right now with my wife. I've been at home all week. And uh, because I'm at home all week, I've been getting really stoned. Like I've been like, you know, getting like edibles and stuff. Anyways, uh-huh. I, got, I got really high on edibles the other day. And then mom and my daughter decided to FaceTime me. There is my beautiful daughter looking at me. And there's my beautiful eyes <laughs> uh, smiling back at her um i'm starting to realize now at six months though like it's going to be not that long before she realizes that um uh, uh dad has a hobby uh, <laughs> uh i don't know man what's your take on that man uh my kid is five he turned six this year and the way i approach it is whatever He's going to see it. If if not, what are are you going to do about it? You explain to him what it is. It's legal. It's marijuana. It does the same thing pretty much as beers, except not as bad. You know, you just said if someone says, oh, it's just smoking. Don't worry about it. You don't have to deal with it. It's the same way your parents acted when their friends smoked at your house and you had barbecues. My parents never smoked, but 
But, you know, when people smoked at your house at barbecues or people were having beers, it's just exactly the same thing. And yeah. and the, the reason it's been stigmatized for so long is it's just ridiculous because I just don't understand. Like, I'd rather have a have a high parents and drunk parents. I'd say that much. And 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 that's that's kind of like a dumb thing to say. I'd rather have sober parents, please. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. To be honest with you, if you're at the if you're at the cottage or whatever, or you're doing something when you know, or the kids in bed, yeah, go ahead. I mean, what yeah. the heck's the problem? They're gonna have to find out one day, and trust me, they're gonna see porn before they're ten. So <laughs> I'd worry more about that <laughs> than fucking smoking yeah. weed, man. Holy I should be, shit! I should be more more worried about Instagram and uh, the because yeah, young girls, you know, the, the projection of the female image of their body, you know, like the, oh, just so man. many things to worry about, right? Then that, that uh, whole gamut is wild for people our age. Yeah. So I don't understand how these kids are even going to handle it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I've been watching, I've been reading a lot about that that whole Facebook trying to hide how they're targeting kids. And it's like, they're not targeting kids. They're targeting human beings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it yeah, just, yeah. just so happens that now the younger human beings are interested in what they're selling. You know what I mean? Whereas we were always interested in it because that was our, you know, narcissism. But yeah, I'd be yeah. more worried about that. The weed thing for me is just like, they're going to find out people are going to be smoking on the street. It's the same as a cigarette, you know, pretty much <laughs> in my yeah. opinion. It's like, yeah, it gets you high, but like, so to a kid, like they're just smelling it. It's like, it's a different guess, smelling cigarette. <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess, you know, for me, it's like, I'm, even though it's been legal for what, like three years, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, I'm always looking over my shoulder. Dude, like I'm still, I'm still. You always will. I always yeah. will. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I'll be like in a parking lot and I'll be like, oh man, you seen the cops? I'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Where am I? I just <laughs> bought this in a fucking store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, but yeah, no, they'll never get rid Same of that. thing, right? So I think about, you know, like my kid and like everything. And, and yeah, I guess maybe that's the way to go. Just explain it to them, right? See, it's super gray area, but like. Yeah. Really, to me, I I just don't know how else to do it, and I'd rather it come from me than from someone else. Yeah, well, and I don't want to get busted. That's the other thing too. Like I was thinking about just sneaking, like just like you know, like okay, she's in bed now, and then dad goes out to the back deck for a puff, you know, or whatever, right? But mm -hmm. but even that level of like deception for me is still <laughs> like it's still deception, really. Let's call it what it is, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, but like. There's parents that go out and sneak cigarettes when their kids go to bed. So it's the same damn thing. It's a thing that chills you out. And that's the thing That's the thing that I, I try to tell my kid. Like, I, I'm not going to smoke. I don't smoke weed in front of my kid. I'm not high around my son. Yeah. But if so happens it's around, I'm not going to tell him it's the devil. Because that's just not, like, you know, yeah, yeah, I'd be yeah. counterproductive in the way that I live my life. Yeah. So it's just, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know. I figure explain it to them, you know. They're going to find out. It's like those parents that tell their kids about sex when they're really young. And it's like, why did you do that? But it's like, well, internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's better come from us than from somewhere else. Yeah. And that's that's always the kind of argument I think now. And, it's, and so the world is so transparent and so easy to get all that information that – I don't know, man. I'd rather I'd rather be the one that spearheads that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so okay. So in a couple of years, I'll be in the driveway with the power washer with my daughter, and we'll be cleaning out bongs. And, <laughs> and my wife comes out when I when my wife comes out and gives me shit about it. I'll be like, no, 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 honey. John Harvey and I discussed this, and he said it's a good idea. No. You should just use isopropyl. It's way easier. And way yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, what is it? Isopropyl, and uh, you got to get the ninety-nine percent. 
Oh, and yeah. uh, and what's uh, what else do you put in? Oh, Epsom salts as well. They, they oh, really? Awesome. I don't know what this Epsom salt. Thing. Yeah, okay, with the well, isopropanol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I call the hillbilly bond cleaner solution. Oh, I like it. Sounds good. Sounds like a winning formula. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I had to give up the bong now that I have a baby. Now it's, um, yeah, you know, yeah. the, the bong is just a little too juvenile for dad life. But yeah. I smoke vaporizers. I'm, I, I gave up the smoking a long time ago, the occasional joint, but it's only vapes now because, yeah. like, you know, the old singing thing was getting harder with the old smoking thing. Well, I was going to say, man, uh, I mean, as a vocalist, you got to look after your your pipes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah vaping and, and, and coaching, vocal coaching. It's the only way. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just working it out in the right way, I guess, right? Oh, yeah. I got a good teacher. I got a good vocal coach I had for a while, and he taught me a lot of good things. And during the pandemic, we kind of stopped because I wasn't performing or anything else, but I'm going to get yeah, back yeah. in it as soon as we start ripping. Nice. Yeah, well, man. Well, we're going to call this a wrap, but I appreciate your time. John Harvey in his uh, car outside the recording studio. Woo! Uh, great having you on, man. Episode 41 of the podcast. Please check it out via Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And thanks to our network host, Dean Blundell and DeanBlundell.com. Great to be part of the podcast network and streaming tonight via uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook Live and through YouTube. Thanks for joining us live. And uh, John Harvey, thanks again. I, By the way, uh, I was listening to a song called Holy Ghost the other day. Uh, oh, yeah. It's the picture books, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, they, we did that one together, yeah. Okay, because it just came up like whatever shuffle on my Spotify, and I was like, is that fucking John Harvey? And then, of course, yeah. I looked it up, and it was. Man, just it's great that you have – could just take this as a compliment. You've got one of those voices, man, that like when you hear it, it can't be anybody else. Oh, thanks, man. You know, one of those voices <laughs> or styles. It can't be anyone else, man, and that's a special thing. So thanks for Appreciate being here again tonight, man. We'll talk soon, Thank okay, you, buddy? All right, cheers, dude. Take cheers. it easy. Take care. Cheers, guys. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.